Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Questions, helping to open your eyes to the many solutions to life's everyday challenges. We spend so much time looking for support and guidance on how to resolve the issues we face, it can be easy to get lost and overwhelmed. Join in as we provide practical and professional advice to help guide you towards overcoming your barriers and finding the hope that will reignite your passion and help you live a happy and healthy life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Dr. Pamela Jordan and Dr. Craig Dossman. Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Question. I'm Pamela Jordan. And I'm Craig Arthur Dossman. And today we are going to be focusing on specific questions that you guys have submitted to us. And I'm so excited because we have several questions dealing with array of, of concerns and you guys have uh, submitted these to us, you know, sharing with us some of your challenges in life. And so we want to get started with our first question. I'm 35 and the mother of a 10-year-old daughter, Savannah, who is in the fourth grade. Savannah claims that I am smothering her. She is not allowed to have sleepovers and she may not attend any of the co-ed parties her friends throw. No sugar is allowed in our house unless it is a special occasion like a birthday. Whenever she goes to a friend's house, I call every hour to see how she's doing. I love my daughter very much. I only want what is best for her. Do you think I'm smothering her? Dr. Jordan, I'm going to let you start (laughs) off with that one. Okay. Well, I applaud you for being a caring parent and actively involved in your child's life because it's extremely important as parents that you're aware of what your children are doing. But I must advise you that you definitely are smothering your child. You are what we most likely would call a helicopter parent, where you are observing them over them, flying over the top of them 24 hours a day, where they have no opportunity to explore on their own terms what to do in life. You've taught her well, I'm sure, and you've given her all the advice and the information that she needs to make sure that she's handling herself properly outside of the home. For you to not allow her to spend time socially with her friends and to interact with other people, even to the degree of monitoring what she eats and sugar intakes, that's kind of extreme. I know it's important to keep your children healthy, but at some point you need to just chill out, (laughs) know that what you're teaching them is going to someday sink into them and stop being a helicopter parent. Uh, My parents were extremely strict when I grew up. My dad wouldn't allow us to date. My dad wouldn't allow us to have sleepovers. I mean, he was extremely strict. And what happened to me when I finally left the home was I went crazy, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I tried to uh, experiment in any way with every situation that I wasn't able to get exposed to under my parents' home. 
And so it's important that you allow your children to, you know, set boundaries with them, but let them be exposed to social settings, let them be exposed to peer pressure, because if they're not exposed under your guidelines where you can give them advice and talk to them as they experiment, they will literally go crazy when they're out in the world, (laughs) particularly when they go away to college and they're dealing with peer pressure and other social settings. So that would be my advice is stop being a helicopter parent. And, you know, I I do commend you for being a loving, caring mother, but just relax and allow your child to experiment more in life than under your arm. I agree, Dr. Jordan. And calling your child every hour is a little bit too much. With your first child, I would assume that you know, you didn't have very much knowledge on what to do. And so you read books and because you wanted to make sure that you are your best as a parent. As you begin the process of parenting your child and giving them guidance, some there, there will come a time where you need to step back and see how, how training has affected the child. Also this, there's going to, there's going to come a time as, as, Dr. Jordan stated, when your child is not going to be with you and your child is going to be on their own, and if you haven't given your child some opportunity to show that uh, they are mature or they're growing or they're able to make the proper decisions, how can they make a proper decision, as Dr. Jordan used the term, if you're helicoptering around them. To me, those are some boundary issues that needs to be worked out that when, if you do training your child, loving your child in, in that, then when your child is gets out, you like to see, well, how did my child do? You know, maybe don't call your child every hour, but maybe you might want to talk with the adult and just say, how was the stayover? Did they enjoy themselves? And then give them, give them that time you know, give them that freedom because pretty soon they're going to be out. And if you keep such a tight rope on them, they're going to try to experience everything because they were so limited to everything. Right. And I also want to advise you, Savannah's mother, um, to seek Uh, counseling or parenting skills for yourself. It's possible that some of the extreme things that you're expecting Savannah to go through might have to do with your upbringing and your childhood. And you're kind of reflecting your experience on her. And I think it's important that, you know, you might seek counseling as well to learn some skills about you being confident in yourself as a mother, uh, you being confident and secure with yourself in making boundaries for your daughter, for both of you as a family to seek counseling. So I think at the age of 10, you know, your daughter definitely will be able to share uh, with the counselor and you, you know, what her desires are um, as a, as a young child. Yeah, I agree, Dr. Dr. Jordan, just that the child expressed the fact that 10 years old, that she is being smothered. And then based upon some of the, some of the things you shared with us, I would have to agree that perhaps mother, 
you're doing a little bit too much mothering that there has to come a time where you will allow to see if, if your daughter can act out the things that you taught her. But there has to be trust in a relationship where you have to say, I'm going to train my challenge in a certain way. And then you have to let her give her some space to see if she's able to, to follow. And that's how, how, how that goes back. Yes. Thank you so much for your questions. Uh, David. Thank you. Our next question reads, what should I do about my teenager getting condoms from school or clinic? I was taught abstinence. Do you think this is the way to go? Well, oftentimes schools and counselors will give out condoms and contraceptives for young adults. Typically, I notice they give them out during college. However, if you have a Christian or a background spiritually that your preference is to be abstinent, absolutely, that is the best way to go. I think that your question regarding them giving out condoms to teenagers, if this is something you feel extremely passionate about, you can definitely get involved in some advocacy programs that can advocate with your state or your community so that you can protest regarding giving out condoms. Now, I would like to kind of give you a little bit of overview because since condoms have been issued in this way, we've there's been far less. Um, I'd like to kind of give you both sides of it because since condoms have been issued, there's been far less pregnancies or abortions that have been had throughout most states. And so this was the reasoning for them starting these programs in the schools of giving out condoms, because most young adults are going to experiment sexually. And so oftentimes, rather than having unprotected sex and allowing them to be exposed to sexual diseases or, you know, sexual problems as a result of it, it's really important for them to, at least if they're going to be sexually active, to wear condoms, wear some type of protection that can prevent any spread of any type of sexual disease. So that's the purpose of them trying to be proactive to prevent the spread of any type of disease as well as to prevent unnecessary or unwanted pregnancies. Dr. Dossman? Yes, thank you so much, Dr. Jordan. Yes, I had once an individual several years ago come to my office and almost ask uh, the similar question, uh, almost an identical scenario. You know, I was a teenager, and uh, it appeared that they, they are active, and now this was in the context of HIV AIDS pandemic and the spreads of AIDS. And so basically I asked the mother, instead of just quite nasty, giving just straight advice, I asked the mother, I said, what would you do if you had a choice between if your son tells you, mom, I know that you might be against it from a religious 
perspective and I respect your religious perspective and belief, but I am going to make the decision that I want to be sexually active. Now, we love our children, but we can't walk behind them 24 hours. There is no way. They're, they are at school more than they are at home. So I asked the question, I said, what would you do, mother, if you had the choice with the, with, uh, as, as, as was brought out by Dr. Jordan about sexually transmitted diseases? And then uh, during this time, it, it was the HIV AIDS pandemic and, 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 and lives were being lost because of lack of knowledge, but also protection. I said, if you had a choice, and if your son told you clearly, mother, I love you, I I respect your belief, but I am gonna make a decision that I want to be sexually active. If, what would you do? Would you then say to your son, well, if you're going to do this, even against my will, but because I love you and I don't want you to die. I would much rather you use protection than not. But in this situation, strangely, Dr. Jordan, the mother said, well, even if the child dies, you know, well, I still. So sometimes individuals can have strong religious beliefs. And sometimes those beliefs can take them beyond the point of being really practical if your child is going to do this, don't you want your child at least remain alive long enough so you can at least begin the process of educating that child about, you know, sexually transmitted diseases? And so that's a question, even though we did not probably necessarily give a straightforward answer, but I just think it's important for individuals to understand these options that they, they should take when they're speaking with an adolescent who is at that developmental stage where they are talking about being sexually active. Yes, I agree. And, you know, at some point we have to just trust that our children are going to make wise decisions in tough situations in their lives. And if they are going to be sexually active, I agree with Dr. Dosman. We need to use common sense and be practical about it. And it's much better to have your children safe, um, protected sex, having protective sex, and as opposed to having an unwanted pregnancy or potentially getting HIV or some other sexually transmitted disease. And so, while you can share your spiritual concerns and your beliefs with your loved ones or your friends or your family members, ultimately it is their choice, their body, their decision. And um, we need to recognize that our if we've instilled wise uh, conversation and wise things within our children, that they will make wise choices when it comes to difficult situations in their lives. I just want to add this. This is this is what I would say more. It a parent would be mu- much more wiser if they would spend more time in prevention instead of reacting to a situation. Right. And uh, even in the very practical sense, my wife, you know, having two sons, 
my wife, I, I mean, she shocked me. I, I mean, my boys were at the teenage years and my wife comes home with a bag of condoms. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what is going on? And she she had a conversation with them about sexually transmitted diseases and, and all of these other HIV, AIDS pandemics going on. And she was educating them and basically saying, now, listen, if you're going to do this, I would prefer that you would look at these options. And believe it or not, my sons responded to her later on in their years, basically saying, mama, you know what? You surprised. They even found themselves even much more careful in making more wiser decisions. And basically, long story, they decided they would wait until a little later in their lives. And so sometimes I think that's a very important thing to do. Oftentimes when you tell a child, don't do it, you know, it's like telling somebody who is going on a diet what they can't eat. You know, if you're constantly preaching or teaching, you can't do this and you can't do it, most likely you're going to sneak and do what you're not supposed to do, you know, because you want to experiment and see, you know, test the waters and do just the opposite. So it's important to give them as much information as possible. I did the same with my son when he was in high school and you know, talk to him about sexually transmitted diseases and the pros and cons. I did the same thing with my niece, you know, um, sending her to, we watched a video about, you know, sex and transmitted diseases. And, you know, it's important for your children to have all of the information and then they will be able to make the wise decisions when they're in those situations. And with my son, he decided to wait till later in life as well. You know, he wasn't experimenting with sex during high school as a result of that. I agree with that, Dr. Jordan. I guess we wrap this by, by yes. adding the fact that I just think that parents need to be parents and they need to talk to their children because if you don't talk to your to your children back then we use the word about the birds and the bees they're going to learn about it in the street and yes. i would much rather have our children to be taught by their parents then and then when you teach them to teach them the truth parent because i remember my father his his basic sexual education was, boy, zip up your pants. And so I was always cognizant about keeping my pants zipped up. I didn't know what it meant, but he just said, zip up your pants. That's not education. We need to speak to our children, but not speak to them like some parents might say, if you kiss a boy, you're going to get pregnant. That's not the truth. But what we need to do, we need to talk to them in a very loving way and caring way. And I think that's important. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us on this episode of Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. For more information and resources, be sure to join us on Facebook to connect directly with your hosts, as well as others just like you who are looking for answers to life's challenging questions. You can find us at facebook.com slash answers to life's questions. Until next time.